Shalom to all. Today's daf is Chagiyah daf Chav Gimel. We are starting Chav Beis Amud Beis. Three lines up from the bottom at the beginning of the line. And today's daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Maris Miriam, Sarah Basar, Yaakov Meisha, Her Neshama Shadav Neliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Maris Rivka Basar, Meir Zev, Her Neshama Shadav Neliyah. And the Rishet said, "A noisus a midrash, noisus a truma of a loyas a kaidesh. Someone who's carrying something that's tamei midrash, meaning a zav leaned on it or he stepped on it. For example, the shoe of a zav. He's allowed to carry truma, but he's not allowed to carry kaidesh. The Gemara asks, kaidesh by time Why is he not allowed to carry kaidesh? That's Misha Maisa Shaya because of a story that happened. Don't Rabbi Yehuda Marshmul Maisa Be'echad Shahaya there was a story that a person was carrying a barrel of Kaidish wine from one place to another. And a strap of his sandal tore, and his sandal was Tomei Midras, and he took it, and he put it on the edge of the barrel, and that strap of the sandal fell into the airspace of the barrel, and everything in the barrel became Tomei. So at that time they said, someone that's carrying something that's Tomei Midras, he's allowed to carry Chuma, but he's not to carry Kaidish. The Gemara asked, they should also extend that Xerah to Truma. Why is the Xerah only on Kaidesh and not on Truma? The Gemara answers, Hamani, who's our Mishnah like Reb Hanani ben Akavi? He is Reb Hanani ben Akavi. The Amr, he said, in a different case, Loi Asru El Biyardin Ubisfino Chumaisa Shahaya, they only Asrud in the Jordan River on a boat, just like the story that happened. And Mahi, what is that referring to? The time you have a Brisa, Loi Sa Adam Mechatas Vaifar Chatas, a person's not to carry the water of the Chatas and the ashes of the Chatas, meaning these are things that are going to be used for the production of the Paraduma, the Avir and Biyardin Ubisfino, and bring them across the Yardin on a boat. The Loi Yamad Bitsad Zavizer Kimlitsad He's not even going to stand on one side of the Yardin and throw it to the other side. He's not to float it across the water. He's not to ride on top of an animal carrying it. He's not to even ride on his friend's back. It has to be that his feet are touching the ground. He is allowed to bring them across the bridge, and he doesn't have to be that he's going against the words of the Chachamim. However, this Isra applies, whether we're talking about the Jordan River or even other rivers. says, They only asked to bring the Mecha, or the Eferchatos, Elabi Yardain, if it's across the Jordan River, Ubasfina, on a boat, Uchmaisa Shahaya, just like the story that happened. My Maisa Shahaya, and what is the story that happened? Damrav Yehuda, Marav, Maisa Ba'adam Echel, there's a story with a person, Shahaya Mavir, Mechatos, Eferchatos, the Yardain, he was bringing this across the Jordan River, Ubasfina, he was on a boat, Venimsa Kazais, Mace, Tachabakar, Kisashal Sfina, and then they found that there was a Kazais of a Mace stuck on the bottom of the boat, and because of that, the Mechatos and Eferchatos became Tameh, and Ba'isa Shah, at that time, Amr Chazal said, Lo Yusa Adam Mechatos, Eferchatos, Vavir, Biyardim a person's not to carry mechatos and eferchatos, carry them across the Jordan River on a boat. Anything beyond that would be permitted. A different river other than the Jordan River would be permitted, and if it wasn't on a boat, it would also be permitted. And the same thing with our Mishnah, a person's not allowed to carry midras and kaidesh because of the precise story that happened, and it's not extended to anything else. It's not extended to truma. And now Ibayl, who they asked, sandal tame. The whole story that happened is that he was carrying a tame sandal, sandal tahar mahu. What about is he allowed to carry a tahar sandal along with some kaidesh? Are we chayshet that if he's allowed to carry a tahar sandal that he's going to end up? Carrying a tame sandal and a similar question. Chavis psucha. We had said that the barrel was open. Chavis stuma mahu. What about carrying a closed barrel? Is he allowed to carry a closed barrel in this scenario? And a third question, which we're going to have an answer to. Over vinasa mahu. Let's say he was over and he carried midras along with carrying kaidesh. What's the halacha? So Ravila Amar Ravilo says im over vinasa tame. If he was over and he carried Thomas midras along with kaidesh, it's tame. Even though nothing happened, we say it's tame. Ravzera Amar Ravzera says over vinasa tahar. If he was over and he carried it, but nothing happened, it's still tahar. And we said in the Mishnah kilim anigmar betahar. If a kli was complete. Pleaded in a state of tahara, it's allowed to be used for truma, but it's not abused for kaidesh unless it's immersed in the mikvah. The Gemara asks, the Gemara man who completed this kli? Elim, if you want to say the Gemara chaver that a chaver, Talmud Chacham, he completed it. Lamahu tevila, why does it need tevila before using it for kaidesh? This kli is completely tahar. So we say, Al the Gemara Ama Arts, you want to say that Ama Arts completed the kli, and we know that Ama Arts is matami that which he touches. So if that's the case, the Gemara betahara karluhu is that really called that it was completed betahara? It wasn't completed betahara; it was completed betoma. So Amar Rabbi Shila, Amar Masna, Amar Shmuel, Lo Elim the Gemara Nu Chaver. We're actually talking about where a chaver. Completed 
of the Kli. Umishum Tsinur and Ama Aret were Chayshesh for the Tsinur, for the spittle of an Ama Aret that had fallen on this Kli and that it was Matam of the Kli. We continue asking Dunafal Amos, when is it the spit of the Ama Aret fell on this Kli? Elim, if you want to say Mikmi Dilagamri, that it fell on it before the Kli was completed. Halav Manhu, it's not considered a Kli, so it came from Kabotoma. So Elobasar the Gamri, you want to say that it fell on the Kli after it was completed? Mizar Zarbuhu, he's very careful with this Kli to make sure that Ama Aret doesn't get anywhere near it once it's completed. So we answer, Lailam Mikmi the Gamri, we're Chayshesh that the spittle of the Ama Aret fell on this Kli before he completed the Kli. That even after he finished the Kli, that spit is still moist, and then it's Matami the Kli. This Chashash is only applied to Kaidesh, but not to Truma. Now we take this another step. The Gemara says, Tvila in Harib Shemesh Lai. We see from our Mishnah that this Kli only needs Tvila if we want to use it for Kaidesh, but not Harib Shemesh. So regarding certain Tomas, the Chacham required the person not only to be Tavil, but also to wait till Harib Shemesh, sundown of the day of Tvila, for the Toma to be removed. If a person or a Kli immersed in a mikvah that day, they're called Tavul Yaim, that day they went to the mikvah, but they still might need to wait till Harib Shemesh. What we're saying is, our mission is telling us that we're only machmir with this Kli of Kaidesh that it needs Tevila, but it does not need Harav Shemesh. And now the Gemara suggests, Masis and like Rabbi Lezer. Our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Lezer. That now we have a Mishnah, and this Mishnah is talking about Paraduma. We find many unique halachas with Paraduma, many Chidushim, and in large part, they're due to a faulty Pshat that Tzadukim tried to teach. The Pasuk tells us that a Kayin who's a Tvul Yaim, he didn't have Harav Shemesh yet, he's still a Tvul Yaim, he is allowed to be involved in the Paraduma process. The Tzadukim misinterpret the Pasuk to mean that the Kayin also needs Harav Shemesh. So, what does the Mishnah tell us? Shweferis Shachat Chalachatos. A Shweferis, a reed tube, was cut out of the ground and it was meant to be used for the Mechatos for the Paraduma. Rebbe Lezer, Amir Rebbe Lezer says, Yitbal Miyad. He has to be Taival this tube. We assume that it's Tame, and we're going to explain why in a moment. He has to be Taival it, and then he's allowed to use it right away, even though it's in the state of Tavul Yom and not Harav Shemesh. Rebbe Shua, Amir Rebbe Shua says, Yitma, we have to actively be Matame that Shweferis, Vachakach Yitbal, and then we can be Taival it and use it right away. And Vavinabal, we ask on that. Tachat Chaman, who cut this tube from the ground? If you want to say the chatcha chaver that a chaver had cut it down, lamalit vila, why does it need immersing in a mikvah? It's completely tahar. So, you want to say an amar, it's cut it, behalim rabbi shua yitma vyitbal. Over there, rabbi shua says that we have to actively be metamiyat and then be tavlit. Hatami vikai, it's already tame because it was cut by an amar. So, if amar rav rashila, amar of masna, amar shmuel, lailam the chatcha chaver, we're talking about that a chaver cut it down, and we shim tsinur and amar arts, we're chayshish that the spittle of an amar arts landed on it and made it tame. We ask nafal amos, when is it that spit of the amar arts landed on it? Elim, if you want to say mikmidil chatcha was before he cut it out of the ground, Halav Manuhu, it's not considered a Kli, so it can't be Kalatoba anyway. The Elobasar Techadcha, you want to say it's after he cut it off the ground? Mizar Zarba, he's very careful with it. He's going to be using it for the Efer Chatas, he's going to be using it for the Paraduma. Of course, he's going to make sure it didn't become Tame. So we answer, like we answered before, La'ila Mikmi Dilachadcha, it must be the spit of the Amarch was on this reed before it was cut from the ground, and Dilma Be'inu Dechadcha, Baruchash, that perhaps once he cut it from the ground, and Dain Lachahi, that spit was still moist and then made it Tame. And here's the conclusion of our proof that our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Yeshua, we understand according to Rabbi Yeshua that he says that we have to actively be matame this reed, Hanu de Ikai Kerla Tzudukin. That clearly shows that there's a recognition that we're doing something different than the Tzudukin. Did not we have a Mishnah, Metamin Hayos Akaina Sarfas Hapara, Lahaitim Livin Shal Tzudukin? They would actively be matame the Kayin that was going to be burning the Paraduma in order to take away from that which the Tzudukim say, Shahayu Aimrim, the Tzudukim used to say, Bimurve Shemesh Hayosanasis, that the Paraduma is only allowed to be done with someone who had hair of Shemesh, so therefore we actively were matame the Kayin that was going to be burning the Paraduma, put him in the mikvah, and he was allowed to be involved in the Paraduma even though he was only a Tvul Yom and didn't have Harav Shemesh. And by that same token, Rabbi Shua is telling us we should take this Kli, actively be Matamiyat, put it in the Mikvah, and use it even before Harav Shemesh happens. But Elder Rabbi Lezer, according to Rabbi Lezer, that says we don't have to actively be Matamiyat, we just apply this Chumrah to it that it's Tame. So, Iyam Rabbi Shlema Ba'alma Be'in in Harav Shemesh, if you want to say that according to Rabbi Lezer, usually when a Kli becomes Tame, we put it in the Mikvah and it also needs Harav Shemesh, Hainu Dekai Kerel Over here, we can say that there 
there is a hacker for the tzedukim because Rabbi Lazar says that over here by the Paraduma, we don't need Harav Shemesh. Shemesh. But if you're going to say that Rabbi Lazar never requires a Kli to undergo Harav Shemesh in order to be able to use it, so my hacker let's do echo. How is there a hacker over here for the tzedukim if this Kli that's going to be used for the Paraduma doesn't need Harav Shemesh and a Kli never needs Harav Shemesh, so there's no hacker for the tzedukim? It must be that Rabbi Lazar holds that a Kli usually does need Harav Shemesh and therefore we have a hacker for the tzedukim over here. It must be that our mission is not Rabbi Lazar because our mission says that we only need Tefillah and not Harav Shemesh, whereas Rabbi Lazar, at least according to the way we're understanding the Gemara right now, says that a Kli always needs Harav Shemesh. So the Gemara answer is Amar Rav. Rav is going to give us an answer. Now, Rav's answer in the subsequent Gemara in essence tell us that really Rabbi Lezer does not require Harav Shemesh with regular Kalim. And nonetheless, Paraduma is still unique, but for a different reason than we originally thought. So what's Rav's answer? Chav on top, The Chamur Geyser, this Shreferis, this tube, has the status of something touched by a Sharetz, namely it's a Rishon, and all it needs is Tefillah and not Harav Shemesh, and that's the Chiddush. Ask the Gemara, how could you say that this tube has the status of something being touched by a Sharetz? It shouldn't be Matami, the person that's handling it. Alamatanya, why do we have a breast that says the one that cut it and was matbilit, Ta'on Tefillah, he also has to go to the mikvah. Something that was touched by a sharetz is a rishain, and if a person touches a rishain, he doesn't become Tameh, so why is it this Kayin has to go to the mikvah himself? He shouldn't be Tameh. We answer, okay, you're right. Chazal said that it actually has a status of something being touched by a mace, and that's why the person who's touching it, the Kayin who's dealing with it, he would have to go to the mikvah. Ask the Gemari, if that's really so, this person that's dealing with this Kli, he would have to be sprinkled on day three and day seven, meaning he'd have to go through a whole seven day Tahara process. Why is it the Brasa tells us that the one that cut it out of the ground, he immerses it and he has to immerse himself in the mikvah. We see that he only needs to go to the mikvah, but he doesn't need to have a whole sprinkling process of day three and day seven. So we have a third and final suggestion. The Chamur Geyser, this Shveferis, is like something which is Tame Mace on its seventh day after it got sprinkled on its seventh day. Such a Kli would be Matame, someone that touches it, but it only needs Tvila to remove its Tama. Ask the Gemara, how could we be Geyser that it's Tame with such a Tama? They were never mechadesh, a new type of toma when it came to paraduma, and this seems to be like they're being mechadesh, a new type of toma. So Amar he answers, what does it mean that they were never mechadesh something when it came to paraduma? It's shaloi amr kordum matame maishav. They never said that a kordum, which is a spade, could become tame Thomas maishav. We know that if a zav leans or sits on something, it's called Thomas maishav, and now that thing is tame, and if someone else sits on it, his clothing become tame. So Rabbi is answering is that they were never mechadesh, a type of toma, on something that can't become tame in the first place. And how do we know this? We have a brisa. The pasuk tells us, someone that sat on a kli that was previously sat on by a zav, so that person becomes tamei. Yachal, you might think, if a zav turned over a kli that holds a saw, so it's called a saw. If he turned over that kli and he sat on it, or a tarkav if that zav turned over a kli that holds a tarkav, which is half of a saw, and he sat on that kli, yehi tamei that that kli is going to become tamei, and it's going to be tamei someone else that sits on it. Tamalam. That's why the pasuk says, "Vayoshev al hakli asher yoshev all of yitma." If someone sat on a kli that was sat on by the Zav, then he becomes Tameh. What do we learn from here? Misham Yuchid Yeshiva, that's only a Kli that's normal for sitting on. If we're talking about a couch or a bench or a chair, so then if a Zav sat on it, someone else that sits on it afterwards is going to be Tameh. Yotazed excludes this Kli, this saw or this Tarkov, Sha'im Rimloi, they would tell a Zav that's sitting on it, Amayd, stand up, Vinasim Lachtainu, we have to go do our work. Since it's not a Kli that's meant for sitting on, so it's not going to be Kabul Tomas Maishav. And that's what we mean when we say that they were never a type of Toma for Para Aduma, that means that they never applied a Toma to something that can't become tame, but something that could become tame, they will be mechadesh a new type of tama on it. And the Mishnah said, a kli mitzarif masha b'seichel kaidesh avoloi l'truma. A kli combines that which is in it for kaidesh, but not for truma. Which means if there's a whole bunch of individual items in a kli and tama touches one of those, so when it comes to kaidesh, we look at it all as one unit and everything is tame. But we do not look at it as one unit when it comes to truma. Ask like Gemara Minani Mili, 
how do we know this concept of tziruf when it comes to kodesh? So Amar Chan Rav Chan answers the Amar because the pasuk says kaf achas asar zahav one golden spoon weighing ten full of kataras. What do we learn from here? The pasuk is clearly telling us that everything which is in the spoon is considered one. The pasuk could have said kaf asar zahav but from the fact it said kaf achas, it's telling us that everything in the spoon is considered one. Even though Tuma only touched one part of something that was in the spoon, we consider everything in the spoon as one, and it becomes tame. But now, Master Rav Kahan, Rav Kahan asks on Rav Chanin, how could you say that this din of tziruf of our Mishnah is actually a dairaisa? We have a Mishnah in ADS that tells us as follows: Hoysef Rabbi Kiva hasoilas vakatiras valavoyin vagachalim. Rabbi Kiva added on to this din of tziruf flour and katiras and levaina and coals. Shem nagatvulya miktasai that if itvulya im touched part of it, pasalas kulai apostles the entire thing. And v'had rabbanon he that din of Rabbi Kiva has to be the rabbanon. Mimai, how do we know that? Megatani reisha because the reisha that Mishnah teaches hey Reb Shem ben Maseir Reb Shem Maseir gave edos al efer chatis shenaga hatami miktasai regarding the ashes of the paraduma that if someone touched part of these ashes shatime as kulai he was metame all these ashes and that has to be dinder abanon because that cannot be learned from Rav Chanan's din and Vikatani was taught in that Mishnah that Haisif Rabbi Kiva Rabbi Kiva added onto that din so if Rabbi Kiva is adding onto a din der abanon it must be the Rabbi Kiva's din is der abanon as well so how could Rav Chanan say that this din of tziruf is dairaisa Rabbi Kiva is telling us that it's der abanon so Amir Shlakim Shumar Kapara he answers the Rikiva's din of flour is only teaching us about the remnants of a mincha. After the kaimets of the mincha is brought on the mizbeach, the leftovers are called the shiari mincha, and that's going to be a din derabanan, and that's what Rikiva's teaching us. If something da'iraisa has to be placed inside a kli shiaris in the base of mikdash, so then that kli causes tziruf, causes combining everything inside the kli. If something da'iraisa does not need to be placed in a kli, for example, the shiari mincha and kli mitzarfai, the kli is not mitzarfai to be considered like one. The Asr Abanam Gazur, then the Rabbanan came along and they were Gazur. The Afagav, the Enitzarchakli, even though this thing does not need to be put in a Klishars, Klimat Sarfai, nonetheless, the Kli is going to be Mitzarfit. So we see the Rabbi Kiva's din is a din der Abanan, whereas Rabbi Chanan's din is a din der Raisa, and they're not Saisar each other. We asked Tanakh Silas, that's a good answer when it comes to the flower part of Rabbi Kiva's statement. A carbon mech has flower, so it makes sense that this part of Rabbi Kiva's statement is only talking about a din der Abanan. But Katars Ulavina, Michael and Maymar, we know that Katars and Levina do need a Klimat Raisa, so how could we say the Rabbi Kiva's din is talking about a der Abanan? When he mentions things that the Oiraisa need a kli. So Amrav Nachman, Amrav Ravu, he answers, We're talking about where he took all these items and he piled them on top of a kartavla, which is like a flat piece of leather. Only the Oiraisa, if a kli has an inside, it has an actual receptacle, so then everything which is in the receptacle of that kli, so then it's all considered combined for tumah purposes. But if it doesn't have a toich, if it's just a flat piece of leather, so nothing on it is considered combined. And the Rabbanon came along and they were metakin that even though there is no taich, there still is tziruf over there. So once again, we stick to Harshita. The Rav Chanan says that our Mishnah is talking about a dindar raisa, whereas Rabbi Kiva is talking about a dindar Rabbanon. However, the Gemara concludes the plea of Rav Chanan as Rav Chibar Abba. Rav Chanan's explanation of our Mishnah is not like Rav Chibar Abba's. The Rav Chibar Abba, Amr Rabbi he says, May Idusai Shal Rabbi Kiva Nishnis Mishnah Zu. The halacha that our Mishnah is teaching us about tziruf is based off of the halacha of Rabbi Kiva, based off of that Mishnah of Rabbi Kiva. And since according to everyone, Rabbi Kiva's halacha is Rabbanon, it must be that our Mishnah is Rabbanon according to Rav Chibar Abba B'Shem Rabbi Yechanan and not the Oiraisa. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow, continue to explain our Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.